the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, July 6th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. This is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America. Steak for breakfast. So stand by. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Manrubs. Visit manrubs.com. Use the code STEAK15 at checkout for 15% off all their goodies t shirts, coffee cups, uh, funny hats, all that good stuff, all their good merch, not to mention their fabulous rubs, mm, chicken, delicious. fish, steak, pork, anything that you can throw on the grill, they got a rub for it. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. Visit stayreadygear.com. Visit them on social media, Stay Ready Gear USA, and use the code STEAK at checkout. Save 5% off anything in their store. And that's again, stayreadygear.com with the code STEAK for 5% off anything in their store. And remember, if you're in the neighborhood or in the market even to purchase a firearm, Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms has kind of everything you need. To uh, get you strapped and stay strapped or get clapped. Yeah, something like that. I'm just mm. running around the streets with a firearm. He's also got ammo, cases, holsters, not stay ready gear ones, and everything you need. Kind of a one stop gun shop. Mike's been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five star rating and he's a licensed FFL. So if you're uh, stuck in the shithole known as California like we all are. What a shithole. He'll try to expedite it for you. Mike's on Facebook and at 619-870-6992. What else do we got? We got some of uh, the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording equipment from our friends over at Odyssey. Visit them on Facebook and at odyssey.com. And then if you want to talk tactical gear, Mediocre Medic and Dumpbox.us have some of the finest Cuts of patches, t-shirts, sweatshirts, fanny packs, hmm. pins, yep. stickers, yep. flags. I'm wearing my Corona virus, China virus veteran t-shirt today. China. Yeah, and Kung I love it. Flu. So go over and support our uh, tactical gear friends at MediocreMedic.com and at Dumpbox.us. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 47, Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. And I'm joined, as always, by two of my favorite patriots. Mm. Noah, hi. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Did you download the uh, radio-friendly version of that song? Sure didn't. Uh, it sounded like he said "frickin' door." He oh. does say "freaking" in that. He used the F word in another part of that song, but yeah, stop hating on it. Really? I'm trying to introduce actually. You know you what? I think you're right. Yeah, because I fucking have been listening to that song like nonstop lately. Yeah. Every time I put it on Instagram, it gets taken down. So I, I appeal it and say that. I, it belongs to me, and I have permission to use it. <laughs> I might have teared up so. the first time I heard it. Yeah, that's what everybody says. How you doing, Noah? Uh, well, you know. Have better days? I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Nick? I got a record of four hours of sleep last night. Howdy. That's a decent amount. 
And, and then I we're just Spider-Man three with my son at two o'clock in the morning. I forgot how crappy that movie is. Sure was. Um, you know what isn't crappy? Our two guests today, ladies, Anna Eva Patriot, and what's up, seven seventeen? Welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. I see three people. Hey friends. Why is there three of you? No, that's, that's my just, computer that's finally her. joined. Oh, there you go. Well, your doppelgangers in the bottom. Yeah, right of her. It's so weird. Yeah. Just <laughs> looks she, she looks just like herself in is the that, frozen one. Is that the black-eyed uh, clone? It's a clone. Oh, nice. <laughs> like the image yeah. is way darker and kind of, kind of creepy. I'm try, I'm yeah, to, she's been out at the beach. I'm trying camping. to figure out what the uh, the seven fifty-four timestamp you got going on know, behind right? you is. Um, I have not replaced the battery in that. I should change it to like 717. There you yeah. go. Well, at any point, it'll still work twice a day, right? Yeah. Exactly. How are you ladies doing good? Great. How are doing you doing? We're good. Welcome to the show and thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. You guys ready to do some news? Yes. Hey, how was your guys for the drives before we get started? Noah? Uh, long. No, uh-huh. sounds like you worked. I worked sixteen hours. Walmart was busy. So busy. Mm. Nick, it was good. Okay, we got you? the meat sweats. <laughs> that that you every day, as opposed to that's more more than normal. I was gonna say <laughs> as smoked, opposed to the third or fifth of July. I, yeah. s- I smoked nine tri tips. Oh wow! I know. I forgot to tell you. I wanted one. I, mean, I, I sold out. I, I sold nine, and I kept three of them, and then I had three racks of ribs on there. Delicious. Okay. Sounds like everybody. Ladies, you guys have a nice fourth? That's yeah, great. I had a great one. Well, that's good. It's always a quality time to appreciate America's birthday. Mm-hmm. Not like some of our election officials, the U.S. women's soccer team, or what the fuck is PBS and NPR. People? Oh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Well, on a side note, no mm-hmm. one. the U.S. Olympic women's team mm-hmm. used to be watched more than the guys team yeah they used to be but they became more woke than well let's send a bunch of dudes over there to be the women's team and maybe they'll be patriotic (laughs) yeah it's just they shot themselves in the foot because they were fighting for like equal pay and all that stuff and it's like you guys were being watched everybody was a fan of the women's soccer team the olympic team yeah but nobody wants to hear that bull crap anymore and you guys literally i mean other countries are laughing at them going what are you guys doing you're here to play soccer you want to be an activist do it on your own time yeah not on the field, yep. especially the Olympic stage, because every other country in the world has pride for their country. The people that represent their country have pride in that country. Well, there's people that I mean, not that our athletes, Olympic athletes, don't like spend their entire life preparing to do this sure. very thing. But like other countries, it's like they're preparing their entire life to do this very thing and nothing else. Yeah. Like if and I they fail, get one if shot. I, if I fail at this, my life is done. It's been yeah. a useless waste of time. And, if and you're these from people China, are over there trying to make a political statement. China. You get doing put in this prison thing. when you get back home if you don't get the gold. <laughs> Assholes. Well, I'm ready to get started. How about you guys? Now I'm mad. Ladies. <laughs> you know what's going to cheer you up, yeah. though? Uh, well, before 4th of July and over the weekend, Donald Trump appeared before... A swelling and rain-soaked audience in excess of 45,000 for the second time in a week, this time in Sarasota, Florida. I feel like that's more than most of the Biden ones I saw. Combined. I, I've got some side notes like on Like all of them. All of them. There was only like, like three to power. 12 people at each Biden rally. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about his 4th of July <laughs> drawing shortly. But 
staying on this event, and before Papa talked, mm. some of his friends came out and, and made some uh, things that we've kind of dabbled in a little bit on this show for the last couple months, and that's, what is Donald Trump going to do in the meantime and before the 2020 presidential election? Mean tweets time? Mean statements from the office of the president time. Ooh. Yeah. So I miss his tweets. I know, right? I, I go for some mean tweets and cheap gas right now. Well, <sighs> damn it. We still do have what's going to happen with the verdict of the audit. Yeah. And we should know the results of some of them soon. <laughs> <laughs> but before Donald Trump came out and spoke on Saturday, one of his great friends and representatives, actually House representative Matt Gates, mm. took the stage and kind of alluded to what he'd like to see happen in the next couple of years. Let's hear what he had to say. The House of Representatives. When we send Nancy Pelosi back to the filth of San Francisco. Got her. Yeah. My commitment to you is that my vote for Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives will go to Donald J. Trump. Oh. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of an interesting angle that, that he kind of alluded to there, but it was broken down a little bit over the weekend constitutionally. And even though there are some vague references to elected officials being nominated for the Speaker of the House, there is nothing concrete that says it has to be an a current elected official. So they could pretty much nominate somebody off the street, even though traditionally it's always been someone who's from the House of Representatives. It doesn't necessarily lawfully have to be one. I mean, I'll do it if nobody else will. But Well, you know who, who seconded that almost immediately was um, former guest on the show oh. and current uh, U.S. House of Representatives District 7 out of Florida well, you candidate. Can't say, you can't say former guest until the file is not uncorrupted. Anthony Sabatini. So we want to uh, reiterate the fact that from the crowd, he live tweeted that he would second that yeah. vote immediately after he won the House seat in the fall. So, yeah, that kind of got the crowd amped up. I'm sure there was definitely some people who weren't drunk or rain soaked researching on the phone the possibilities legally of Donald Trump becoming Speaker of the House. But I think it would be amazing because if, if you just look at it from the outside, you have Speaker of the House 2022. It should take anywhere from six to ten months to impeach Joe Biden and then Kamala Harris. How many times are we going to impeach him? Consecutively, at which point Donald Trump would be appointed the president and get an extra bonus year and a half before he has to run again in 2024. Got him. So even though a lot of people don't want to wait till 2024, if we got extra president before then, totaling most presidential years ever, I think it would probably be good. Bonus president? Ladies, what do you think about Representative Gates going out there and making those big claims oh i don't know how i feel about it i mean i'm one of those i don't want to wait till 2024 so absolutely yeah not. 2024 would be a long time and there's only what been one president in history who's ever served as president and then speaker of the house yes james polk i like that on the spot research so. right there All right there you go so i was gonna bring that up right now yeah, it would definitely be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're I sure you were. I didn't know that. Bald face liar. Yeah. But um, no, it was. It, it's definitely interesting. I know Donald Trump says he has no interest of running for a House seat, which we all believe, I think, is true. Yeah. 
But to nominate somebody off the street and then have an overwhelming majority of the Republican side of the House, which would be the majority in 2022. So that's really like to be Speaker of the House, you just have to have like a bunch of people vote for you. You don't have to have any like you have to have like a high school diploma or or something like a job. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) office hours. Well, I mean, are you talking about like currently with how things go or like in the future? Or specifically Donald Trump. Billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, yeah. former You're president, like the legal, current president. Yeah, there's a legal, legal requirements. You probably have to be 21. I'm sure that's the thing. Yeah. Well, boring. And it's a U.S. citizen. I'm we sure. have pointed out on the show so, several times there, probably it. <laughs> there are dogs, cats, and birds who are mayors of towns in the United States who have won con- <laughs> consecutive mayorships as well. Can you imagine like running against a fucking dog and losing? getting beaten? And losing. Like everybody in this town hate. I would just move. Like that that like, that, that town's got to be so fucking small that everybody knows you and fucking hates no, you. That, you might as well just leave. That yellow lab that won in Oregon for like its third term took everyone to the woodshed and there were two other candidates who were human. <laughs> they were dead serious about so, bringing change. Yeah, it makes sense in Oregon though. It, it was like a three to one margin that the dog won by. Wow. But it was a lab. Yeah, we're we're Very still, we're still trying to get him on the show. Yeah. He's, he's very busy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, there was that. But then probably the main event was a little bit better, and that's when Donald Trump took the stage to uh, kind of, you know, let everybody know just exactly how he was feeling. Um, so I have a question. Ask it. So if Matt Gates were to say that Donald Trump would become the Speaker of the House Mm -hmm. and send Nancy Pelosi back. Technically, if the 25th Amendment came back to bite them, back to the the Biden administration, he's third in line. Trump would be the would be the person up in line. There's a multitude of combinations you could use. You could use 25th Joe impeachment Kamala. You can go double impeachment. Because I want to see a double impeachment. I've watched two impeachments. Imprisonment. Two impeachments where there have literally been no valid, so boring, legitimate yeah. charges. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking about you know, and, and then the country was like told to be mad for Donald Trump's impeachment, but in Nobody reality, people, yeah, people are re- big mad for <laughs> Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris right now. Yeah, like even people on their team are just like, yeah, now it seems kind of fucked up. Yeah, she's hemorrhaging staffers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she's just so naturally unlikable. She can't help it. No, I mean when you're pulling it, I mean somebody one point eight percent nationally, and and get out of the presidential primaries before they even get to your state. That kind of says how popular she is. <laughs> right. I mean, somebody was accepting Hummers. Her laugh is just such a <clears throat> like knife to the ear. Oh my god! So I like those YouTube montages of her laugh, though. Oh, they're horrendous. Me, me too. It's like her, her, the hyena from the Lion King. Her, her, like an, an actual hyena in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell the difference between any of them. So, but yeah, Donald Donald Trump did take the stage, and I have to say his energy level was definitely up from his test run in Ohio a week before. Um, I know that he loves the great state of Florida and a lot of the people who serve in government context there so let's hear kind of some of the uh mega mix we got going on for papa this week and and see just exactly what he had to say regarding some of the uh bigly issues on his uh i don't even know if we call do we call it a campaign trail yet 
Maybe it's I a, don't even know. It's like a trolling trail. Yeah, it's a you know because it's like I'm calling it a comeback tour because yeah. there we go. Yeah, and, and the the name of that comeback tour would be I never left. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But that's by far the most of any sitting president in the history of our country, far more than Obama, far more than anybody. And again, uh, how many more would we have gotten with fair elections? How many? I can tell you, I think many millions and millions, but a lot of things are happening. Watch, just stay tuned. I want to... uh, During the pandemic, we produced three vaccines in record time. And remember, three to five years, they said. And they said, but it probably won't happen. I got it done in less than nine months. What a difference. What a difference. And you have to have your freedom as to taking it and all of that. But what a difference. What a great thing. And that's for the world. Had we not had that, we wouldn't all be here tonight. We wouldn't be here. It would be a whole different world tonight. And I'm talking world, not just the United States, what we saved. I think we would have had another 1917 Spanish flu. That's what I believe. We're close to 100 million people, they say, died. But while Joe Biden now, during the pandemic, we have a U.S. attorney in Philadelphia that says he wasn't allowed to go and check Philadelphia. That's a big statement. Talking about the election. I'll tell you who didn't allow him someday. I'll do it at my next rally. But can you imagine this? Because, you know, we have a deep state, too, in this country. Mm. And a deep state, they work with the Democrats and the Republicans. And those are the Republicans I don't like. In fact, those are Republicans that in many ways are worse than the Democrats, okay? They're worse. If Mitch McConnell had the courage and the guts, and if he was a real leader, he would have wanted to look into all the corruption that took place. He knew about it. During the presidential election, a lot of these people sitting over here, they looked into it and they said, that's real. We have, and they're good. We won the presidency. We changed the world. We gained respect all over the world for our country again. And wait till you see what's going to happen because great, great things are going to happen for our country. But there's never been anything like it. There's never been anything like it. I think so. I think it's one of my greatest achievements. I think one of my greatest achievements is explaining to people that the media in this country is corrupt. And it's corrupt. It's going to go down as one of my greatest achievements. Sure is. So that was round one right there. I like it. Yeah, it kind of hitting toppies all over the place. A little shit talking. Yeah, what do we got? We had, um, you know, the world would still be locked down because he had to initiate Operation Warp Speed because they demonized hydroxychloroquine. He had Mitch McConnell's a piece of shit. Not the piece of shit that somebody took in his office on January 6th, but actually a piece of shit. Has Trump ever actually referenced the fact that somebody shit on his desk? No. That would be beautiful. But he has asked several times, where's Nancy's laptop? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Where is Nancy's laptop? Who knows? They keep raiding all of these houses that have nothing to do with it and 
coming up with nothing. They probably have their own laptop. It's just like they do everything else. Probably at some random pawn shop. It's at the computer repair place from Hunter Biden. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then people keep giving me these fucking laptops and they never pick them up. Made claims which are seeming to become true Mm -hmm. about winning the 2020 presidential election. I agree. And then talked about what would be his greatest accomplishment. Not low gas prices, not an all time low record unemployment rate not 16 cents saved on a barbecue not the greatest economy in the history of the united states but exposing the fake news media yeah so he was just getting warmed up but wanted to touch on a couple other hot toppies Mm. um this one and i'll explain a little bit after the clip is a direct shot at former vice president and current judas mike pence judas Mm. whatever happened to him and by the way who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Nice. Who? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. I spoke to her mother the other day, an incredible woman. She's just devastated, like, like it happened yesterday. Devastated. You know, if that were on the other side, the person that did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. They don't want to give, but people know the name. People know where he came from. And it's a terrible thing. Right shot, boom. There was no reason for it. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? It's got to be released. And how come so many people are still in jail over January 6th when nobody paid a price for the fire and carnage and death that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout our country, including Antifa, and BLM. How come? How come? Valid question. Mm, yeah. And why are our Republican leaders like McConnell afraid to take up the subject and talk about it? Disgrace to our country. We need strong leaders. We need leaders like people like this. With me at the top of the ticket, not a single Republican House member lost their race for the first time in decades. Not one. We were supposed to lose 25 seats, and we won six. So there's that. Brought up a real hot topic. Yeah, it's been coming out docs lately that one of the lieutenants of the Capitol Police who was detailed as the head of former Vice President Mike Pence's security detail just so happened to be the person that shot Ashley Babbitt on the Capitol on January 6th. So even though there's been no official release from the Capitol Police or the FBI, who supposedly is investigating. Could we track down the quadriplegic, the boneless chicken wing? No, we haven't been able to identify the name of the witch either. Could we get him him on the show? That's what I was going to say. It'd be fun. I wouldn't mind it. I'm going to find the boneless wing. It'd be hilarious if she had GoPro footage of her just like two miles an hour just going mm. going back and forth up like like the little hour long video. I want to know how long it took her to get up that that zigzag ramp in front of the Capitol building. You'd see the. I bet a Capitol police officer carried her up. I wouldn't have doubted it. Put that sucker in neutral. Seemed seemed like they opened up the doors. (laughs) They opened up the doors for everybody. They brought a ramp. They're like, hey, can you guys bring the ramp? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. We just talked about it last week, that 63-year-old woman who was arrested in her home, um, you know, was, her dossier photos are her being 
escorted into the Capitol and the doors being held open by the police who were working there that day. Insurrection. Exactly. Um, But yeah, we do have some more deliciousness from the president. So let's let's continue down this road of hearing just about how he uh, went through the rest of this campaign rally. I mean, you know how many investigations? They've all seen this. Mueller, he spent $48 million. He saw it. They also had many people. They saw it. But this last group, the radical left, they said, listen, we failed in Washington to get him. Here's the papers. See if you can take him out, New York. Radical left New York. It's because I have called for their, and I called them, out on the lies and exposed their incompetence and taken away their power. And perhaps most importantly, it's because I got, we got, I got 75 million votes. And by the way, and by the way, it's probably a lot more than that. But that's by far the most of any sitting president in history. Thank you. That's a We Love Trump erupting in the background while he's going through that one real fast. I think, uh, you know, he's going to kind of keep hitting on that while staying away from the actual term and or anything to do with the audits currently. Yeah, he does have to keep that at arm's reach. Yeah, just to keep those things that are going on for Stop the Steal legitimate. Um, We do got one more as he's rounding home here where he hits a couple more toppies. Let's hear it. Lab. Remember when they said, horrible. When I said it came from Wuhan, the lab, they went horrible. They went crazy. I said, what did I say? Common sense, right? <laughs> Hydroxychloroquine about it. works. They cost lives. Works. They cost lives. I should have done it differently. I said, you should not take under any circumstances hydroxychloroquine. And they would have said, Horrible! You must take it, and I would have been happy. But I didn't do it. I should have done it with the wall, too. Instead of two and a half years of litigation, we will not build a wall under any circumstances. The wall would have been built in 15 minutes. They like to go the opposite. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. He's reading his statement again. Remember when he was asked a question on a very friendly news program, and... Is it real? Um, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. If you don't know, that means it's real. Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op, right? They thought it was a photo. That just came out. The Russian bounty, remember? The Russian bounty story was a total fake. It was made up by Shifty Schiff, remember? Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Remember? Paid for by the DNC and crooked Hillary Clinton. The Mueller witch hunt showed no collusion. Impeachment hoax number one, I was not guilty. Impeachment hoax number two, not guilty. Not guilty. We produced vaccines before the end of 2020. Remember that? They said, oh, so many years, don't do it. We got them done. Blue state lockdowns did not work. We said, open up your states. It's up to the governors. We said, open up your states. Schools should be opened immediately, right? Immediately. 
Our border security actions were completely necessary, and Joe Biden's agenda is every bit as radical and disastrous as I predicted. I said all these things. Remember in the second debate when I talked about energy, and he said, no, he's against energy. I said, whoa! I felt like Perry Mason. That was the last question, right? That was the last question. I felt just like, I said, did you hear that? Nobody could believe it. But you know what? He wasn't lying. He's destroying the energy industry uh-huh. in this country. He actually, that was one of the things he told the truth on. I wonder what <laughs> I will be proved right about next. Perhaps it will be the election, perhaps. Kind of his little additive for this week's rally. And that's what that kind of sounded like. And that was the energy level going into the 4th of July that Donald Trump brought to Sarasota, Florida last weekend. It was pretty much better. Um, he got with his pitch coach this week. I felt like he was kind of fading out. He's like, you know, there was impeachment one. And what? Not guilty. And then there's impeachment two. And then not guilty. It wasn't like last week. Where it was like, not guilty. So 4th of July came and went. Our nation's birthday was celebrated by most. Mm. Um, but as is the case right now with a lot of things in this country, the mainstream media combined with, you know, half a dozen shithole cities in the United States that are run by Democratic mayors and states that are ran by Democratic governors. It's so disappointing to live in one of those. Right. Kind of just continue to force the narrative <laughs> is and the vernacular that that is the way the entire United States is. Shit on the streets? Right. Shit in the streets. Shit on your desk. Right. Burning buildings down. <laughs> transgender everything everywhere and you know everything and everybody's everyone's racist how dare you and assume my gender but um wait and then science science is real though stop it (laughs) we're still waiting for the the ligma variant to hit the united states that's coming up pretty big probably from india or somewhere like that yeah so um the person who supposedly garnered the most votes in the history of the world totaling near 80 million 81 million 81 according to the national file here our friend tom pappert um his fourth of july speech on the official white house channel only garnered around ten thousand ish views and that was probably 75 percent people that just wanted to come on and press a dislike button so here's that the thing. Is me. Not guilty. Donald, Very guilty about. Donald Trump spoke in Sarasota, Florida. The humidity, if it could go over 100%, was. It rained for at least eight hours straight that day. Nice. Okay? 45,000 people stood out in the fucking rain, were asked to go home by the PA systems repeatedly because of thunder and lightning, and remained for Donald Trump to appear more than 30 minutes late and give a speech when he's supposedly not the president or in control or lost the election. However, the person who currently occupies the White House and supposedly garnered over 80 million votes from the comfort of their own homes were only able to draw 10,000-ish people to watch his White House 4th of July speech spectacular. Makes total sense. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Well, Matt is, like, super racist now, so... Not a thing. Wait, so by that rationale, 
him mentioning that there was a 16 cent savings on your 4th of July barbecue. On weenies? He Super is a racist. racist. Is it racist? Well, math is racist. <laughs> That's true. Math is racist. And especially if you actually do it like, Yeah, correctly. I have to understand it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm reading now from the National File. Joe Biden, most revered and most popular president in the history of the United States, barely managed to get over 10,000 views on his 4th of July speech on the White House YouTube official channel. Awkward. As Biden struggled to read off the teleprompter, attempting to put words together, shouting and repeatedly coughing for its whopping 15 minutes in celebration of Independence Day. I don't, I don't know if you, if you... Did he do the speech from Independence Day? Well, here's he the thing. Shit the same? If you remember the last time Donald Trump had a party in Washington, D.C. for the 4th of July, okay, not only was it like an all-day event, which started with tanks rolling down the street had a, like an intermission of raptors flying overhead and, <laughs> and A-10s flying overhead Good old Ward and ended with one of the biggest waste of money fireworks spectacular <laughs> celebrations in the history of the universe. Amazing. I mean, it was like Chris Rock and every video he's ever done had sex with the WWE and every event they've ever done and then though that child reproduced with Donald Trump. That's how big the last 4th of July celebration was in Washington, D.C. And this piece of shit right here. You're saying 10,000 people watching online is not very big? He spoke for 14 minutes and 37 seconds, fumbled through the teleprompter, coughed the entire time, and had on average 5,000 people watching it live. Was there a gaffe? Anything? Did he whisper? Or whispers <laughs> oh, was there whispers? I mean, oh. 16 cents on your barbecue. I saved it. 16 cents. <laughs> Well, it goes on to read Biden squinting his eyes to read off the script, pausing indiscriminately to gather his presidential thoughts, presidential in air quotes. What thoughts? Biden mentioned Thomas Jefferson, who he says literally changed the world. We're back traveling again. We're back seeing. I don't even know what this word is. What? We're back seeing. Yeah, exactly. Another? Okay, there you go. <laughs> the fuck is that? I don't know. Again, slurred Biden touting the reopening of America following the economically devastating dystopian China virus pandemic lockdowns, quarantine, social distancing, and mask mandates. Um, still quoting from Biden. We've got a lot more work to do, but just as the Declaration of Independence was in 1776, not a call to action, it was a call to action. Not a reason for complacency or a claim of victory. It was a call of action, Biden continued. That makes as less sense as me reading it as it does as he probably was saying it live. I just Googled that word and I can't find it. Today so. we have the power of science. <laughs> Thanks to our heroic vaccine efforts, we have gained the upper hand against this virus. Boring. Have we? No. They don't make it sound like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And then the article goes on to contrast that Donald Trump had over 45,000 people Um you know, while these videos of Donald Trump and his rallies continue to go unreported by a major overwhelming majority of the mainstream media. So that's from, you know, our good friend Tom over at the National File. And we appreciate that. Look into just how abysmal Joe Biden and his uh, 4th of July celebration was. Um, Did you see him eating ice cream for the 4th of July? Well, he eats ice cream every day. It's like, I, I don't think he can chew solid food. I mean, this particular shot that they got, he was... <laughs> 
I'll have to send it over. He's got like the the waffle cone, like bigger than a child's like head. Like deep throating the enormous waffle cone. <laughs> of course, Davis. The best part about that is when they went in and said, "Oh, you got to have the cherry, whatever ice cream. It's we're famous for cherries here. You know, we pick them ourselves." And do. he's like, "Yeah, I don't like cherries." He's like, "I want a, uh, I want chocolate chip and chocolate chips and a chocolate dip waffle cone." And they're like, uh, "You got to at least have a cherry on top." He's like, "I don't like cherries." <laughs> really? Yeah. What a dick! <laughs> just get just, just get the fucking cherry, right? Like put it in your that's mouth. Like that's their thing. Like they give like the, the cherry. Give your nod to turn off the just camera and spit it out. Two. Yeah, one that you want, and then the one to support them. Right? Yeah. The the guy yeah. looks so sad when he's like, "Yeah, I don't like cherries. I want no chalky vanilla, chalky mm. <laughs> chalky chip." But that's not all. That wasn't the only present we received from the administration this weekend, because over the Fourth of July weekend. Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and uh, Alejandro Mayorkas revealed trash the details of an initiative designed to bring back to the U.S. illegal aliens. Mm, good, good, good. Their illegal alien relatives. Uh-huh. Good, good. And veterans who were deported after being convicted of felonies. Mm. Wonderful. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, the statement from the Department of Homeland Security recognizes the profound commitment and sacrifice of service members and their families have made to the United States of America, America said in this statement. goes on to say, together with uh, our partner, the Department of Homeland's Veterans Affairs, we are committed to bringing back military service members, veterans, and their immediate family members who were unjustly removed and ensuring they receive benefits to which they may be entitled. Today, we are taking important steps to make that a reality. Emphasis added. Unjustly removed. So felony is not like a thing? Yeah, I don't... It's just a disaster. What's going on down... I mean, with the immigration system as well. Is it unjustly removed if you didn't come into the country legally? Right. I mean, (laughs) if you lie and say you're a U.S. citizen and sign up for the military. Right. Like my friend who moved here from Canada jumped through hoops and paid so much money. And she's still a liberal, but mm. good. Good. <laughs> like, well, at least she's learned. All right, I doubt it. So, like, go back. That, that that wasn't that was just the start of of some of the, and I'm being facetious now. Fireworks that we'd see from the current occupying administration and their counterparts over the weekend. Um, one of our favorite pieces of shit on this show. Representative Maxine Waters weighed in garbage on just how oh. much yeah she loves America. And I'm going to read now an actual tweet that's still up on Twitter, even though Donald Trump's banned for life for making accusations about the election and his impeachments and hydroxychloroquine and Hunter Biden's laptop and everything else that's turned out to be true up to this point. July 4th, dot, dot, dot. And so the Declaration of Independence says all men are created equal. Equal to what? Men? Only white men? Isn't it something that they wrote in this 1776? Oh, so boring. When African Americans were enslaved, they weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. End of tweet. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we all know she's historically one of the biggest race baiters in the history of, you know, politics, but she she was really on one, must have been, you know, crushing the margaritas on 4th of July. Hanging out with Pelosi, drinking some wine. Oh, God. Yeah, we didn't hear from Big You know who we did hear from, though, is uh, Corey Bush from Missouri, and uh, she weighed in to talk about uh, 
you know, some of the things that she loves about this country, too, on the 4th of July. And, uh, you know, basically just described it as a, uh, a white man's holiday for white men. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was kind of an, a, alluding to what, you know, she said. Much to the dismay of uh, senators like Ted Cruz. Um, her tweet talking about freedom went uh, as such. When they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is freedom for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still ain't free. I literally just made the face from the Tony Stark meme. Oh, he's rolling his eyes? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ted Cruz responded, hateful, divisive lies. The left hates America. Believe them when they tell you this. Two years ago, Colin Kaepernick tried to spread the same lies on July 4th. I responded with the wisdom of the great abolitionist Frederick Frederick Douglass and then gave a link to, you know, what he had said. But that was a direct reply to Corey Bush's tweet. Again, two elected House representatives that are that are representing states at, at the U.S. congressional level. It is it is absolutely fucking terrible. Mm. Horrible. If they hate it so much, why do they want everyone to come here? Why are they inviting all the illegals? Oh, just so they can give them free shit and keep their votes. But it's um, terrible here. Who actually votes for Maxine Waters? Oh, I don't know. She probably goes around and literally fills people's people's pockets with cash um, (laughs) to, uh, you know, kind of make sure that her votes are uh, taken care of every time her her election cycle comes across. So, no, no, what do you think a lot of the racial decisiveness going on right now? This comes at a time where a Rasmussen poll that came out over the weekend um, stated that only between 36 to 38 percent of all demographics are currently extremely proud to be Americans. See, that's what I always wonder is when they do those polls, do any of you ever see these polls being taken? Never. Well, and then that's t- the Never. people that have time to do this shit, too. Like, I don't have time to do that shit. I'd just be like, yeah, no. And then when you see, like, on the news, like, oh, there's all of this hate everybody's racist when you go out of your door you never see any of that yeah i never see it ever no and and we've talked about it like cities burning to the ground yes there are literally cities burning to the ground but it's an overwhelming majority of not the cities that 99 percent of the americans live in Mm -hmm. um the same thing with all this transgender stuff that's been going around you know getting shoved down everybody's throat it's on commercials it's on um cable companies corporate logos it's on everybody's corporate logos it's on the fucking military right the military kids uh you know television programming and stuff like that we we've read the stats so so much on this show you know less than two percent of the overall population and Mm -hmm. there's a good chance that that means 98 percent of people in the united states may never see or interact or even know a transgender person so it's good to be aware of these things like cities being burnt down and right you know there are people who are transgender out there and i don't even care if you're transgenders do your thing do whatever makes you happy here's the issue i don't care that sounds back back in like 2005 even before that hi um there was like remember there was a huge divide between having gay marriage be legalized in california yes I think it was Prop 6, if I remember correctly. Um, and I don't care about that either. Do your but thing. here here was the defense back then was 
it wasn't so much we don't really care if you're going to get married but you give somebody an inch you're going to take a mile and it has nothing to do with people being homosexual homosexual <laughs> <like> homosexual <laughs> that's french for you it has nothing Is to that do like with fancier gay it sounds yeah. like something that might have to be on humping in the matrix <laughs> homo it has nothing to do with sexual. their orientation but it's the agenda that's behind that no and it, I, that was what that fight was way back then was it's not that we don't want you guys to get married and all this stuff. It's how far are you going to take this? Because now you fast forward 20 years and you're like, holy crap. Like that whole community has taken things to the next level. Now you have people, you know, transvestites reading library books, teaching kids how to twerk. And, then and not even like it's just normal looking transvestites, like scary looking, trucks. like yeah. Rocky Horror Picture well, Show. Well, it's just they took it and they politicized <laughs> it. Yeah. And, and like yeah. all of my gay friends, some of them are more like even conservative than I am. And they all hate the LGBTQ plus. I don't know. There's a lot of letters that get out of it. I feel dare like. you. <laughs> but like all of them hate it. Well, I think every no, population. Like it has nothing to do with us. Demographic. Every population demographic religion ethnicity culture has one group within their culture you know their group that, that they they're don't like, like, they're like oh, we're kind of on the same team but we don't really like those people right like even republic like diehard conservatives you have like people in the holler in like mississippi and you're like those people don't really represent us because they're kind of crazy and then you have people <laughs> like as a christian you have people that are like out you know, protesting stuff and just being super obnoxious and forcing religion on people. And it's like, that's, I don't really identify with those people either. I mean, they're every Take group your karaoke has, machine home, please. Yeah. Every, every group has their like uh redheaded stepchild. They're like, ah, that's not well, really what we're about. Let me, let me ask everybody a question right now. If you just go off of the last 30 years and, and the railroading we've got, maybe pun intended by the transgender, I'm not even going to say community because they're not big enough to be one right now. Okay, who's taking L's harder than the gay and lesbian and women's community overall because of this whole transgender movement? Title IX has been destroyed. Girls are losing Olympic qualifying events to fucking dudes. Girls and are going to lose scholarships. They're going to lose yeah. everything. And the well, that's that's kind of. I mean, it sucks that it's happening, but that's kind of the beautiful thing because it's a direct. Correlation you got, you got to so things woke. Right. things that you like. You're so woke now that you're fucking yourself over. Yep. Like, hey, well, guess what? Now you got to pay for college for your kid because, yeah, she was yeah. pretty fucking good at volleyball. But guess what? Freaking yeah. Shaquille O. This six five. Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> over here is gonna freaking a, just a, smash. A dude won Miss Nevada to go to the Miss Universe pageant. Good, good for her. That's insane. Him. How dare you? Well, she's a guy. So, yeah. but back to so. your point. <laughs> God dang it, frozen sick. Like, I, like I don't it. care if you're tra like, okay, so say like you really do feel like that. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. Right. But I feel like the people who are really like that don't shove it down kids' throats. No. They just uh, do it and they don't bother <laughs> anybody else with it. You want to rephrase that? <laughs> uh, this, is, this, is, this isn't really a children's show, but Nick's wife listens sometimes. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just like do do whatever makes you happy. But, but leave that's me the thing. Alone. It's like leave me alone. Like, leave my kids alone. Leave I my way. Of I don't have alone. to be like telling people what I'm doing all the time. Like I'm not doing anything like off the off the off the Do charts you want to talk about but, some stuff? Uh, you I don't mean. dress up as an animal and hang out in the convention center once a year. 
Is that Comic Con or <laughs> no? That's the other weird one. The uh, oh, the furries. Yeah. <laughs> but back to your point, Ron. Was so like, much rug burn at that event. Oh gosh. Um, where are the feminists at in this movement? The feminist movement has like slowly dissolved into like they're the getting ether. Beat up, they're getting beat up by guys who identify as women. <laughs> there was the there was somebody the other day the Olympic qualifier for like weightlifting. Right. He didn't even try to look like a female, and you're like. He's got some like glossy chapstick God, on. He looks like <laughs> cousin Eddie from and a, and a shadow like mine. <laughs> yeah, well, he like shattered the clean record by like two hundred pounds, and you're like, uh, Nick, I don't care. Did he spike, what did he spike the bar like, and be like, in your face? He's just from curling. the party that shoots science. Like it's a biological thing. Men are stronger than women after puberty. Men are stronger than women. It's it's science. Like S- real science, science is real. Yeah. Science is real. Science is or yeah. We've gotten so ridiculous with this woke culture that they're just invalidating their own arguments by their other arguments. Yes, they're canceling each other out with whatever else they can come up with like, the following week. You're Melissa fucking Jem yourself is pretty over. entertaining. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, Nick, we were down right before you came back. We talked about how everyone hates America on 4th of July. So we talked about Joe Biden. Not everybody. Didn't even, barely got 10,000 people to watch the White House live while Donald Trump had people stand in pouring rain for eight hours and had 45,000 people there. And even then, you know, even after that 16 cents savings, you didn't have to work 16 cents extra. We also talked about how people like Maxine Waters and Cori Bush went out and tweeted how the 4th of July and 1776 is racist and so are all the people that celebrated holidays for white people only white men especially uh-huh. um what if you're a white tranny where does that fall at Ooh, that's um <laughs> you're not allowed to wear new balances and grill but but we are going to bring it home and we have dr ben carson who appeared on newsmax over the weekend to talk about how some of this stuff is eventually going to boomerang around and we will have um kind of a sleeping giant be awoken by this awful culture right now. Urban Development Secretary, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Carson, thanks so much for being with us tonight. I like Dr. Ben. Absolutely, my pleasure. Well, I want to start out because, you know, it's one thing to read about a poll like that and see those numbers, but it's another to hear it directly from these students. There's a website called Campus Reform. A reporter went out on the streets of Washington, D.C., spoke to some Georgetown students, Steve's alma mater. Here's what they had to say. Let's take a listen. Are you proud to be an American? No. I feel embarrassed to be an American what? every day. Go fuck yourself, then. Uh, no. Be proud of what? And what is there to be proud about if you're black and being, like, you know? The American dream is so sought after that it's not even a thing anymore. I don't even really think it's, there is an American dream really anymore. Wow, Dr. Carson, I know you've been an outspoken critic of, of critical race theory and those teachings. Uh, is that like what this they is cut audio from? Like us. Why do so many young uh, Americans think this way? Well, as I've said before, you know, 60 years ago, Khrushchev said that your children and your grandchildren will live under communism and we won't have to fire a shot. And he recognized that it was only necessary to gain control of the educational system so that you could indoctrinate the kids. And when they start at a very early age, hearing about how evil we are, uh, it's a natural outcropping of that. And then we take something like slavery. Now, you know, slavery has existed since there were civilizations. 
And there are actually more slaves in the world today than there were in 1863 when the Emancipation Proclamation was put forth. I yep. love that stat. Um, and America is the one place that actually fought a civil war to end the, the practice. So that's something to actually be proud of. We don't, we're teaching them the wrong things, but I think where Khrushchev's plan is going to go awry is the sleeping giant has been awakened. And there are a lot of parent groups and other groups who actually are smart enough to see what is going on. And they're not going to trade what we have for socialism or any other system. We have a wonderful system. We have an incredible country, a country that saved the world from Hitler and the Axis powers uh, years ago and has pretty much put an end to the despotic leaders that used to trample on everybody. And if the United States goes under, the world goes under. The United States is not a place. It's an ideal. America is an ideal about faith and about community and about liberty and about life. And as long as we cling to those cornerstone principles, we're going to be just fine. Now, Dr. Carson, let me ask you though to, to clarify that because, because I, often... I, I think he heard it too. That's Dr. Ben Carson, former. Well, I guess you're a doctor forever. He's a child neurosurgeon. He did the first brainly conjointed twins successful surgery, mm-hmm. right? Making a direct reference to Thor the Ragnarok, <laughs> where he's talking about <laughs> Asgard is not a place; it's an ideal. It's nice. a people, yeah, and usually it's the people that want to come around and uh, you know make the place what it is or not. So, I kind of I kind of feel that. Uh, you know, it's a good thing that Dr. Ben watches the Marvel movies, and even though he took two conjoined twins' brains apart one time successfully I wonder via if- surgery, he could still <laughs> reference, uh, you know, Thor 3. I, I agree. I align with a lot of his ideals. Yeah. Every time he opens his mouth, I just, like, start nodding off. Oh, stop it. He's so nice. He is, but he should do another career, like, where he just records audiobooks. Well, he doesn't need to do another career because he, he takes people's conjoined bodies and separates them successfully then he puts them to sleep for like 12 hours ladies dr ben love him <laughs> i do i do like him love him he's great just got a sleepy voice huge fan he's just he's very to the point every time about what he says and he's never like he's so consistent with it yeah he doesn't falter at all mm-hmm. no he definitely doesn't Ever. i would hate to go into any kind of i would hate to disagree with something he you know, doesn't agree with because I, I feel like he would so painfully slowly destroy me in an argument. <laughs> and like the nicest Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And then like take me out to dinner or buy me a drink something because, you know, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of hard not to love Dr. Ben. So that kind of wraps, you know. Why do people hate him so much? It's not that they hate him, it's just that he's a. But even the black He's a black, he's black, a black conservative, so, black so, so they demonize him. hates him. Yeah, he used to tear apart HRC too. That's probably why they hate him. Yeah, and it's like one of those things. He is the epitome of what they say do not exist. He is the people that invented or came up with the theory of critical race uh, say do not exist. You know, we've talked about it several times in the show. It's always the Harvard lawyer who does, who has a driver and lives in a mansion and is worth millions of dollars and is usually married to a white person that says. Everyone in the country is racist. And like, no one if, can achieve what I've achieved. Right. If, if you're black, you achieve nothing and you are nothing. Now I'm going to go up to my mansion on the hill and look down at all you 
burn peasants. the city down to the ground. Smurfs. Right. So it's it's just, you know. Dr. When really they are the actual problem. That, they, they certainly you know, are. Because instead of, instead of giving ghettos. back to their communities and giving back to the, you know, um, schools and institutions where they should be pouring money and time and research in, they just say, like, I, I made it. I must be an exception to the rule, but you'll never make it just because you look like me. So now you're all pieces of shit. And then they, you know, they, they just don't give anyone a chance. And it's, it's just like those, those people that come up with these crazy things like 1619 and critical race, they could be used for such good, but they just to decide to do such bad, probably because of money. Well, it's keeping it's keeping everybody else at each other's throats so yeah. they can't advance. And right. then it keeps divide them. And- yeah, divide, 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 divide. And when yeah. you talk into the implementation of socialism and Marxism in countries, it's those people that will have the most money. That, like, it's not like they're going to lose it, and people are going to go and Gaddafi style like baying at them in the butthole to you know take all their money and wealth. They'll get on their own private jet, which they own, even though they tell other people what a way to go right of their same race that they can never do, and then fly it to whatever island they own and live there outside of the United States. So, yeah, most of the people that are in charge uh, during communism, not real skinny, not really living, uh, you know. No, they look like the Russian bears. Sorry, when you said bayonet to the butthole, I just. <clears throat> I remember that YouTube video. How's it? <sighs> you had a Stargate. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Ladies, Gaddafi had a Stargate, yes or no? Like after the bayonetting, he had a Stargate? or? I just can't imagine. One time I got in the back of my friend's truck and I sat on the seatbelt buckle. As I was scooting in. And it burned? I screamed. Imagine getting a baby. Well, why were you not wearing pants? <laughs> Whatever, dude. That's a totally... You know that's what? a different topic for a different It story. was your truck. I don't know. <laughs> you have weird rules when I ride with you. <laughs> you know, there's only one thing that goes... That kind of completes the dish of Trump rally and 4th of July. And those are media meltdowns. We did have quite a few of them over the holiday weekend. I heard quite a bit about that, and I didn't see any of it because I took Facebook off my phone. Okay. Which is usually how I see all those. The news cycle did kind of come to a crawl, but that leads a lot of time for the pundits to get out there and give their opinions on how much they not only hate Donald Trump and all of us racist patriots, but this country as a whole. Um, I do want to touch real quick on circling back to last week when Donald Trump made his triumphant visit to the actual border. Unlike Kamala Harris. Where'd she go? Previously. She went to El Paso. Which like, was <laughs> legitimately the most calm area. That so there so is. she went to El Paso, which was about 1,200 miles away from the actual border in Del Rio, where they're having a major crisis right now, and was met by a democratically elected mayor there and given a tour. Donald Trump, on the other hand, came full security detail to the actual border, was met by Governor Greg Abbott, chauffeured around by him all day did a town hall with him and then a town hall together with Sean Hannity later in the night. We hear a lot of the same that we hear at the rallies from the wall. So I didn't really pull any of that audio, but there was one thing that stuck out in my mind when we're getting into our media meltdown sections, good old friend of steak for breakfast podcast, Mm. James Acosta (laughs) for some reason was given press access to this. Good for him. And as Donald Trump rounded up his speech, and, you know, the uh, YMCA was about to start playing. Nice. Barfed out, are you going to take responsibility and apologize for January 6th? 
Oh. At which point, did the you guys, in, did no, you listen. Hear my eyes roll just now. The entire delegation of not the people listening to the speech, but the press corps told him to shut the fuck up. Booed him. Nice. <laughs> I have the audio. It's extremely brief, but I think just for context. Yeah, sake, let's get that going. We need to hear. You're gonna have to listen. So turn up that volume because he's he's shouting from across the way. Donald Trump just finished. Lean down to shake Greg Abbott's hand, as he is uh, wheelchairedly bound mm. and then as he went to turn around you hear Acosta kind of barf this out that's the, that, that's the press corps <laughs> booing him and you can hear YMCA just ramping up yeah, in the background they, they panned back and all the people holding out their phones and microphone to try and get Donald Trump like looked over their shoulders and booted him and then you see Jim Acosta with his little pot belly sticking out kind of just like put his head down <laughs> really yeah when everybody he rode down on the plane with booed him what a f- fucking toolbox yeah it was it was pretty sad but at the same time sad awesome. very sad so that's how it kind of started. And um, that was the that was the press. Yes, <laughs> like, oh, that's those are your homies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and b- before we kind of get into some other meltdowns, we did have one of the things that Noah loves on the show: some whispering. Oh, I love the whispering. This came yesterday at an event. This is Biden again whispering. Yeah, Gosh. we it's all not, know he's I, been advised. It's not Trump. <laughs> no, it's definitely not because he likes to talk loud. Sixteen cents of barbecue. Hey, Ready? You like that? 16 cents, but fire. Dismiss what Senator Murphy says about the environment. Don't dismiss it at all. So she remind him, I wrote the bill <laughs> on the environment. That's <laughs> first. Okay, so Wait, that's, that's, that, that's not the old clip, right? No, that's not the, 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 the old clip. The old clip was he wrote the bill because the old clip was $1.9 trillion for the people. This one was about an environmental bill that a governor didn't agree with him on. And when and he, he when and he did he write the bill? Do you think he writes anything? <laughs> I was gonna say he probably drew it in crayon. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna show you guys real quick while he while he's all there. I'm gonna wait till it. He's it, not all there. It cycles back on my phone, right? No, what color are his eyes? Oh, it's the black eyed clone. Yeah, Nick, verify. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah ladies, good. I wish I could show you. You can. Uh, they're right there. I'll, I'll try to pull it up so you can look at that. His eyes are. They definitely black. See that. <laughs> His eyes are black. So, I mean, Sean Hannity, Alex Jones, and one other person, off the tip of my tongue, can't remember, has all called him out. Maybe even Tucky. Who is this person? Who is this deep fake, this clone? It's the ice cream. Guy. Yeah. With, cream with literally black no, like, eyes. The real one's the one eating the ice cream. They have to have a double that kind of like... Yeah, the real one's like... They don't let me out that much. They don't let me out that much. I have to fight to be the clone that gets to speak. I don't like cherries. So, have you ever seen Thunderdome? Don't put it in a cone. It's going to get messy. But speaking of Alex Jones, CNN took to the air this weekend uh, in a town hall form, format on Sunday. Um, good old Brian Stelter and his friend Mr. Darcy... Uh, we're going around making a comparison to Alex Jones and saying that Tucker Carlson is now the same person. Wait, what? As Alex Jones? As Alex Jones. So, Alex and they, Jones is a one in a million. They've even mashed it up. I've never seen Tucker Carlson <clears throat> wearing a skin-tight shirt. Or rip his shirt off in the middle of a broadcast. No, they, they even mashed it up in a montage 
and talked about it, comparing the two. And, of course, I'm going to bring it to, for you guys to listen to right now. Emails. It's not that I think the government spies on me. Uh, it's admitted, admitted that they do it. It is a lie to say there are no risks. There are risks in everything, including in getting a vaccine. Everybody's got family that got killed or got sick from a vaccine. So FBI operatives were organizing the attack on the Capitol on January 6th, according to government documents. It is overwhelming the evidence that criminal elements of the federal government provocateured and staged January 6th. All right, Oliver Darcy is back with me. Gotta hear this commentary. I think the sound speaks for itself. Is it a stretch to say that Tucker Carlson is the new Alex Jones? It's, it's not a stretch, Brian. It, it, Tucker Carlson is the new Alex Jones. Uh, if you watch Tucker Carlson's program and you watch Alex Jones's program, uh, they might differ a little bit in antics and the, the way they deliver their message, but that message to viewers is consistent and it's, it's pretty identical. Consistently uh, whether right. it's talking about vaccine conspiracy theories, false flag conspiracy theories, deep state conspiracy theories, the messages that Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones are sending are the same. Uh, they, they seem to see eye to eye on the biggest issues that they talk about every single night. Do we know anything about their relationship or whether they have one? Because we oh play two back-to-back -back sound bites. One is of Tucker sympathizing with Jones, but the other one has Alex Jones basically saying, hey, yeah, I'm gonna let Tucker present this uh, January 6th conspiracy theory first. I'm gonna let Tucker present the inside job theory because he's, he's gonna do a great job with it. And when I heard that, I thought, are these two guys in cahoots? Like, are they friends? Do they communicate? Let's listen to these two sound bites and then we'll talk about it. I made the decision not to get into this until it broke on Tucker because I thought he'd do a better job than I did. He did. He did a great job in 15 minutes. Why do we laugh at Alex Jones again? Sincere question. Are they bros? What do we know about the relationship? This is on the it real does news. It sound like they're talking to each other, right, Brian? Uh, look, you don't have to take it from us. Uh, just listen to that clip you played of uh, Tucker Carlson. He's basically saying that he doesn't think that Tucker Car or that that Alex Jones's views are out there, that they're crazy. Uh, evidently, he thinks that they're legitimate and should be debated, and he's bringing them up on his own show. And, and Brian, this matters because these uh, far-right conspiracy theories, they used to be confined to the Infowars right. section on the Internet. You, have to, you used right. to have to seek them out. I'm yeah. not that old, but I remember when the Republican Party and Fox News mocked Alex Jones and said, that guy is crazy, we're not mm. going to touch that sort of stuff. Uh, but now, Fox's face is effectively... Alex Jones, the de facto leader of the Republican Party, is touting the same stuff that Jones touts on his show. And Fox remains silent about what if, what would be, if true, an abuse of power. If the NSA is actually reading Tucker's emails, uh, then that's really disturbing. But for some yeah, reason, Fox hasn't condemned the NSA. They haven't demanded an investigation. They haven't called for congressional... They made FOIA like, requests. Fox hasn't said anything. It's, a, it's like they don't believe him. All right, let me... Right. Okay, so... First of all, if, if there is a whistleblower involved with either the FBI, the NSA, or both, who has provided information directly to Fox News and or Tucker Carlson, there would be no statements from Fox News because there are whistleblower protections that kind of relieves and alleviates the pressure from Fox News to have to make direct statements on them while the process is going on. I mean, Tucker Carlson went out and made allegations that someone from the NSA literally took 
files that they had of his text messages and emails and gave them to him. Now, the whole reference to Tucker Carlson being the new Alex Jones and vice versa, it just makes no sense. Well, how how many times has Alex Jones been right? That's not exactly 100% an insult. Yeah, and it's not like Fox News has to go out and make comments on someone who has their own media corporation either. So they're not comparing each other to the same. Now, there is... <clears throat> a ton of evidence that, have, that has come out lately proving that the FBI was involved in some way, shape, or form on January 6th. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. There are a lot of people who have died from adverse effects of the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And Tucker Carlson has received insider info from a whistleblower from the NSA proving that he was being spied on. So if he makes these allegations and then Alex Jones goes and regurgitates them, and CNN goes and chops them up into a mega montage That's mix where it sounds like news. they're right. They're mirroring each other. It's news that Alex Jones wants to report. It's not a conspiracy theory that he's coming up with and talking about. Maybe they'll chop us up with Alex Jones someday. I wouldn't hate it. Ladies, <laughs> would you like that? I'd like it. Yeah, that would be great. And honestly, it sounds like panic. Like, no, definitely. They're it's just lots totally of panic panicking. right there. Yeah, and, 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 and they've got nothing, basically, to, to talk about, you know, other than things like that, because they have no legitimate claims to real news. So, right. I mean, you want to talk about people melting down about the COVID vaccine, Chuck Todd over at MSNBC had a good one. Oh. Yeah, Sunday morning, right before his show kicked off. Good morning. Sunday morning. Sunday meltdown right here. Someone who's not vaccinated, find a way to convince them to get vaccinated. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. People are needlessly dying because of your misinformation. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to take a poll real quick, everybody. There's five of us here, right? I'm not dead. Well, here we go. Me, unvaccinated, still alive. Noah? It's none of your goddamn business. Alive, though? Yeah. <laughs> Nick, unvaccinated? That is correct. Oh, you're alive, aren't you? For the time being. I'd like to rephrase my last answer. No, I'm not vaccinated. Ladies, I'm assuming you guys are both unvaccinated and both still currently alive? Correct. And who the fuck cares? If you're not vaccinated, then the vaccinated people don't have to worry about you. That's literally... But you're asking them to think with their brains. Ah, uh, but I thought science was real. It's not when you want to enter the Olympics as a 400-pound powerlifter who identifies as a female. That is true. With a Fauci tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> With your COVID tattoo. And you know... Moderna. Moderna. We usually end these things on... A high note? Well, not really because it's the media <laughs> meltdown section, but we usually end it jokingly because we have to make commentary on all these morons. Um, you know, making claims that just aren't true. But Jimmy Dorn this week... Played a back back to the previous thing. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Has anybody addressed Cuomo, basically saying that if you're vaccinated, don't worry. You he's, don't have to worry about the. Well, no, he's just out of the news now because he's no longer useful. He's not the greatest mayor in the history of mayors anymore. No, but like he didn't get any backlash because he was saying something that actually made sense. Like you're not trying to cancel him. What was he saying that made sense? That he wants to dip the garlic knot in the saucer to eat the whole sausage. It's disgusting. And so is he and his party tits. Jingling nipple rings. <laughs> yeah. 
Jimmy Dorn this week played a uh-huh. a court um, verdict that came out regarding Rachel Maddow, one of our favorite participants in media meltdown section. She usually goes on to make epic claims about how everybody from Donald Trump to General Flynn is literally trying to overthrow the republic by going through the legal process and doing things the right way to expose the corruption that's gone on in this country and against its citizens. Um, she was getting so beat up in court after someone sued her for being fake news mm. that her lawyer said, you can't convict us of being fake news because our news isn't real. And what? Huh? Listen to this. What? Stuff. This is nutty. <laughs> yes, it is. She's right about that. She's right. MSNBC's top-rated host, Rachel Maddow, devoted a segment in 2019 to accusing the right-wing cable outlet One American News, OAN, of being a paid propaganda outlet for the Kremlin. Right? Okay. In response, OAN sued Rachel Maddow and MSNBC and its parent corporation, Comcast, for defamations. That even Maddow's own audience understands that her show consists of exaggeration, hyperbole, and pure opinion, and therefore would not assume that such outlandish accusations are factually true, even when she uses the language of certainty and truth when presenting them. Literally is a paid Russian propaganda. I love how the first part of the judge's statement is a total burn. Rachel's news show is different from other news shows in that it's not actually news. That is such a burn. <laughs> this is her winning the case. This is her <laughs> lawyers arguing this and the judge accepting it in her favor. Yeah, this is amazing. Keeps going. Therefore, the court finds that the medium of the alleged defamatory statement makes it more likely that a reasonable viewer would not conclude that the contested statement implies an assertion of objective fact. (laughs) So when she said literally, she literally didn't mean literally. She literally meant figuratively. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was a real verdict. And they were getting spank so bad that they had to say you know what we're bullshit yeah we're we're complete we we actually are total like the word so so, (laughs) i I don't know i (laughs) calling yourself hyperbole like hyperbole is a figure of speech in which exaggeration is used for emphasis or effect as in i could sleep for a year or this book weighs a ton in rhetoric an obvious exaggeration an extravagant statement or Assertion not intended to be understood literally. I like it. Or like her lawyer said, when Ms. Maddow states that her statement is meant literally, she literally means figuratively. That is what they argued in court. Oh my gosh. That is what they argued in court. court. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Not too. as a news anchor anymore. She comes up as an American television prank. Oh, God, she's an American television dumpster fire. Good old Randy over there at MSNBC. <laughs> it's like every, everything is falling apart. Their arguments, their their wokeness, like everything is just, it's like a snake eating its own tail. It sure is. I like, just, I like the steak and, snake analogy as well. Yeah. I just wish it would hurry up and finish eating itself. Nick, what are your feelings on Randy Maddow? Me and her kind of have the same haircut. Shot put Olympic athlete. I just hate some larger Adam's apple than mine. Mm, hairier too. Yeah. <laughs> I just miss. Trump I just being think I office. just saw the girls gag a little bit. <laughs> well, rounding the corner here. 
Yeah. S- stop the steal. It was quiet because of the July 4th weekend and holiday. However, there was some news that I was able to glean from the fringes of the internet. Oh, good old fringes. Republican senator in Arizona, Wendy Rogers, called for audits on all the counties that use voting machines in the 2020 election. Uh, senator Rogers was not just talking about Arizona and the other swing states. She says all the red states that use the machines need to be audited. And this is coming from insider information that she's privy to because she's one of the administrators working on the Arizona recount there and uh, things that are going on in that state. She tweeted, all counties that use the machines, even in red states, so important to demand election integrity. Don't just do it in swing states. This is things that Mike Lindell has also alleged, and and we've talked about on this show, states that Donald Trump won comfortably in in red-controlled states. How many points did Dominion and Smartmatic shave off for the other team? Um, Ladies, what do you think about that statement there? I I think that you guys are pretty much in the... the, uh, category of wanting those machines audited yeah absolutely i think we need to audit every state regardless of if trump won or not it's not about the person i want to win it's about our voices mattering yeah absolutely And to see like you know and out of the 88 counties in the state that i live in biden only won five but every county uses smartmatic well, imagine that so we and of course, he won the most populated counties. <laughs> yeah, you can only imagine so. how many dead people and people that don't live in that state anymore. Oh, right. Out of the 58,000 Somali refugees, like in the capital of um, my state, we had 55,000 ballots, mail in ballots, go out incorrectly. Oh. Sounds about right. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure they corrected all of those forms at the uh, at the voters booth on November 3rd. Yeah, I think with a big X for Biden. Of course. Moving on to Georgia. <laughs> um, now a fourth county there has is under investigation over missing ballots and chain of custody forms. Um, believe it or not, he's back in our news cycle for probably the one millionth or quadrillionth week in a row. Fulfillionth. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger last month revealed that Fulton County is under investigation um, to produce all the ballot drop box transfer forms and absentee ballots used in the 2020 election, um, where he once had stated that there may have been a few missing. Now we know that that number exceeds to almost all of them. Oops. Yeah. And new revelations out of Fulton County is that they are unable to produce any of those ballot drop box transfer documents uh, uh, and that they need to be investigated thoroughly because up to, but maybe more than four counties have failed to follow Georgia rules and regulation regarding these drop boxes and or forms, said the Secretary of State on Friday afternoon. So, yeah, it looks like that that is a, uh, an expanding investigation now. Right now, the tabulations they have just for Fulton County are 385 transfer forms claimed out of a possible 1565. Um, and that represents nearly 20,000 absentee ballots placed into 37 drop boxes placed throughout the county. Wow. Good job, Lizardberg. Is he, like, going to jail anytime soon, or am I going to have to hear about him for the rest of my life? I'm pretty sure that he'll be out of there the next time he's up for a vote, but I think (laughs) once Judge Amaro down there in Fulton County um, initiates that absentee ballot um, 
audit, which it looks like he's going to based off of this late breaking information from last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also noted that you brought that up. Jody Heiss, who's one of our favorite representatives on this show and is, who's extremely based on Twitter, announced that he will be running to primary Brad Raffensperger in the oh, great nice. state of Georgia. Yes, and uh, in 2022, and they hope to get him and both Brian Kemp out of there. Jody Heiss is a uh, America First Agenda candidate, according to Donald Trump, who has already endorsed him. So, and that he he hopes that in the future, Jody will lead out front with integrity in the great state of Georgia. So that's what's going on there. Um, moving over to Michigan, we we had some stuff over the weekend where where. You know, someone who's been on the show a couple of times, Matthew DiPerno, like him. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, got with Steve Bannon. Time for our weekly poll. Steve Bannon, Q, me, no. Noah? Negative. Nick? No, sir. Lindsay? Absolutely not. Anna? No. Everybody sure? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. I think not. there's only like two people in the country that think that Steve Bannon is cute. No, I know who they are. Uh. <laughs> What's that podcast? No. 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 In the Matrix. No. Okay. Stop it. Matthew DiPerno <laughs> was on with Steve Bannon in the war room this week, who is not cute, and they talked about some of the issues that they're having in Michigan and their congruence with the issues that they're also having in uh, Arizona and Georgia. Now, let's hear that audio which played yesterday. In Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona, in all of them, we have found um, anonymous user uh, uh, remote access logons um, that uh, have elevated privileges uh, in the election management system, which means anyone who does that uh, through a remote logon with elevated privileges uh, can access the actual database and change results. So that's pretty significant that we found it in three states now. It is a pattern, um, and it is significant. Um, The other thing that we just did this uh, weekend is we launched a new website called EIFFTAR, Election Integrity Funds for the American Republic, and we're devoting um, our attention uh, through that fund to raise money for the Arizona audit uh, exclusively without anyone coming in to try to siphon money out from the public and put it elsewhere. We're putting it directly into the Arizona audit. Uh, And the third thing, no one else has heard this before, but I was uh, coming on back from Arizona yesterday on a plane um, and uh, was notified that our team also discovered the following, uh, that Maricopa County um, and the Secretary of State in Arizona Uh, have known for quite some time since November 3rd that there was a security breach of the voter registration servers. And they have hid this from the American public, and we are releasing it right now on your show for the first time. Give us that one more time. we got about a minute. Walk us through that. We'll have you back on a five. This is breaking news. Give us that again. There was a security breach of the voter registration servers in Arizona on November 3rd. Secretary of State has known about this. They have hidden it. They have not revealed it to the American people. Maricopa County has also known about it. You're saying Katie Hobbs is on as a contributor, MSNBC and CNN. You're saying she actually knew this breach happened and never came forward and told anybody? Mm. That's absolutely correct. We know this because we now have learned that voters in Arizona actually received some notification individually 
um, that some of their data had been breached, but they've hidden it from the rest of us. When are you going to put forward the evidence on this, Matt? Because uh, you guys, you're, you're a guy that always puts forth your evidence, your data. When are you going to put forth your evidence for this charge? Pretty big charge. We are working on it. We just found about it, out about it yesterday. So we're working on that today. Tomorrow um, we'll get that data out. Uh, but I want people to also understand we are raising money through the uh, uh, EIFFTAR.org for the Arizona audit. So, I mean, there's pretty big earth-shattering news in regards to things that are going on, not only with the audit, but just in general for election integrity, that Katie Hobbs, the Democratic Secretary of State from Arizona, who's been a thorn in the side of the audit and tried to do everything to stop it and Kelly Ward from getting this done, um, you know, for the last six months or so, now, through information that's been leaked to the public, only because they were getting notifications in the mail that their private information, name, social security number, address, and things of that nature had been leaked through these server breaches. And, you know, they're getting these notifications in the mail that are saying, like, this may affect your credit, your information might have been compromised, and now they're giving it over to the people who are running the audits being like, hey, you know, Katie Hobbs is walking around saying that these servers weren't connected to the internet, they were never fucked with, or anything like this, and now I'm getting this thing in the mail that says, okay, the servers were connected to the internet, they were fucked with, and my information, my personal information was compromised, and now I might have to get, like, credit protection because of it. So it, it, it seems like the narrative that they've been pushing, and against um, Kelly Ward down there in Arizona for a greater part of the last six months is now, just like with everything else, they lie about crumbling... Ladies, what do you feel about, you know, that that breaking news that came out yesterday that you may or may not have heard of until now? It's huge. I mean, it's just huge. It's just another thing that, like, they, I, I don't even know. There's just so many ways that they cheated. It, it's incredible. Yeah, it certainly I is. I mean, we all knew the whole time that everything was connected to the Internet the right. entire time. So I'm not surprised and I'm not shocked, but I'm happy that it is coming out and that actual regular citizens are affected in a way that they have to do something about it because it'll make them realize like, hey, this isn't normal. Because it only takes, God, it's just such a mess. Every part of it. Every time I'm like, oh, the Arizona audit. Okay. We've got a completion date. And then more and more slowly comes out and slowly comes out. And it's so bizarre that they're making such a fuss about auditing this when previously they were making just as much of a fuss about the integrity of the voting machines. Themselves. Themselves. Yeah. Right. Well, one more thing I want to touch on in regards to Stop the Steal this week, and, and which is an actual exclusive not known to the public, legitimately, breaking news story that we were privy to yesterday during our interview with Florida Congressman Anthony Sabatini was that he's hearing in his camp that the results of the Maricopa audit will in turn have to be audited again mm -hmm. before they are legitimized. Yeah, deemed legitimate. And that's just the news that they're hearing on his end. Uh, he didn't want to kind of deflate our balloon, but at the same time, he talked about 
the integrity that goes into it and how long of a process this is going to take and that some states that are going to audit haven't even initiated it yet. So you would kind of get the preliminary results from Arizona and then have those audits then audited again just to confirm that those numbers are true. So if it only takes one case of voter fraud, correct, correct to overturn an election or two, two, I think ball- two initiates a constitutional crisis. Two is okay. So we get Maricopia. Hypothetically, we get Maricopia, and then you know another one because where we have Michigan, we have all of these places that have all of these irregularities, and. So we get two of them. Do they continue to audit the entire thing? Well, I mean, I do think that this is critical for people to understand that our elections have always been Rep- with. Representative Sabatini yesterday right. was kind of in agreement with us that Georgia is waiting for the initial results from Arizona to initiate theirs. Uh, okay. Ju- Judge Amaro there is sitting on everybody's evidence and is waiting to give his disposition on whether or not to initiate a audit, which we all know is going to happen. But we just think he wants like one in the bag before he actually just goes out and puts it, you know, because right. you got to understand that the left is going to take it the same way they did in Arizona. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just say those results that were leaked by the gateway pundit from the audit administrator's laptop last week were 254,000 ballots or votes right. or whatever aren't going to count in the final audit results. The way the left is going to spin it is that these people in Arizona disenfranchised a quarter of a million people. So any judge who's who's overseeing this kind of a event taking place is running the risk of the same narrative being portrayed on them. Whether or not it's true. Whether or not some of those ballots were just boxes and boxes of blank ballots that they counted as right. legitimate ones. It's just like everything that's happened with Donald Trump over the last five years. Like, if they go on TV and every single time you turn on the TV, the same people are saying the same lies, eventually it becomes truth. Trump's even pointed that out almost to, you know, a literal T as, as quoting me right now. And it's just one of those things where you, you just can't take that for granted. So I think once the preliminary results come out in, in, in Arizona, you'll see Georgia initiate. Um, several people have pointed out that legally Wisconsin is the easiest one to do. And I think the most legal pressure right now is focusing on Antrim County in Michigan. And then the only one that would be kind of left is Pennsylvania. But then again, you only need two states to pretty much go through this whole audit process to make it a constitutional crisis. Then it starts going to the Congress. Then it starts going to the Supreme Court. Uh, then you get into the gray area that's not in the Constitution and the things that Jenna Ellis continuously points out on her social media, which is true only up until this point in time, but not moving forward once we get results. What do you think? Mm. I want results. Yeah, I want results too. <clears throat> Ladies, you guys Yeah. Want... I believe it when I see it. Well, I got one more thing for you guys. What do you got? It's the first time ever, not just on this show, but in general. Um, Corrupted interview. Stop it. <laughs> Texas sheriffs sue the Biden administration and DHS over immigration policy barring from deportations. Wait, say again. Texas sheriffs sue uh-huh. the Biden administration uh-huh. and Department of Homeland Security uh-huh. over immigration policy barring deportations. Oh my God. Four Texas sheriffs, the counties that they represent, and representatives from ICE 
have sued President Joe Biden and the Department of Homeland Security for preventing federal officers from deporting illegal immigrants with criminal backgrounds. Kenny Edwards, McMullen, Hudspeth counties in Texas, along with federal police officer foundations, which represent ICE, filed a complaint Thursday calling on the Biden administration to allow ICE officials to do their jobs. Imagine that. I do have some audio on this to kind of give everybody like an honest to know what every, what's going on with all of it. And, and I want to let you guys hear this so you can actually get the whole legal process of it. A real warrior who's been at the cutting edge of, of the legal situation to protect our sovereignty, particularly from this really now an invasion. That's why we had Michael Yan in Morocco earlier in the show. Chris, you filed in, uh, in court on Thursday. You've always been a fighter. You've always been using uh, in, the, in the legal system to protect our nation, and particularly protect working class and middle class people from this onslaught of corporate America and the radicals and the of an invasion. Walk us through specifically what you're doing and, and what group are you helping? Yes, Steve, thanks. Uh, on Thursday in federal court in Galveston, I represented and we filed lawsuit on behalf of uh, a group of Texas sheriffs and an association of ICE officers. And this is the first time in American history that sheriffs have teamed up with federal law enforcement officers to sue a sitting president and the leadership of the Department of Homeland Security. Um, the extraordinary reason that this extraordinary action is taking place is uh, on February 18th, the Biden administration issued a memorandum that effectively shut down interior enforcement in this country and much of the enforcement at the border. It basically orders ICE officers not to deport people, even though many, if not most of those people they are no longer deporting are required to be deported by federal statute. In other words, there's a statute, there's some statutes Congress passed in the 90s, but don't just say, you know, illegal aliens can't come here. They say ICE officers are under an obligation if they encounter a person in this category, they must detain him immediately and must deport him immediately. The Biden administration is ordering ICE officers to violate that law. And then the sheriffs are being hurt because it is chaos uh, in Southern Texas with people coming over the border. Criminal activity has gone through the roof. Sheriffs, are, their detention beds are full. And what they used to be able to do if they uh, uh, apprehended a gang member who was trying to steal a car, and by the way, car theft is very common uh, along the border. They would, uh, if they didn't have the resources to prosecute them, they'd at least pick up the phone and call ICE and ICE would immediately deport them. Well, now the Biden administration is letting them run free. And we're in this bizarre situation now where it takes a lawsuit, a lawsuit on behalf of law enforcement officers to have permission for them to follow the law. And one more point, uh, Steve, the, uh, we're not talking about garden variety, law-abiding illegal aliens here to do some some lawn work we are talking like that's a the, thing. the one that the sheriffs are most worried about and we have presented this in our legal complaint we're talking about illegal aliens who have committed serious crimes that the biden administration is telling them no nope, let them go let them walk free and let me give you some examples uh that we mentioned in our in our legal complaint the illegal aliens who are now being turned loose because of the biden policy are those who have committed rape of a child aggravated assault sexual assault on a child Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, larceny, burglary, domestic violence, carrying a prohibited weapon, possession of drugs, resisting a law enforcement officer, driving under the influence, and the list goes on and on. So we're talking about a serious law enforcement problem when the Biden administration orders ICE to stand down. Hey, Noah, you still miss Operation Talon? 
Yeah, I do kind of a little bit. I feel like that was probably one of the best things we had going. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, ladies, I heard you guys getting a little disturbed by some of those uh, charges, and those were examples attached to a literal, not in the Rachel Maddow sense, but in the actual physical literal, a person who was brought up as an example in the court case that they filed. So there would be a picture and a dossier for people who had committed these crimes, were convicted of these crimes in the United States, previously deported, and now were returning illegally, apprehended by law enforcement, and due to the fact of the current administration's both restrictions and alleviances of former Trump administration policies, these people are being told to, it doesn't matter what they've done, if all you've done was encounter them, let them go. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Why? what they do is they buy, like, I mean, you employ, like, just from a person who has worked alongside people who have entered the country illegally, mm -hmm. they disappear forever. Of course. They get social security cards of working social security numbers and get jo like, you can't find them because they basically claim a new identity. Or they share somebody else's identity. Exactly. And it will, they just disappear and they're not going to stop who they are. Not everybody who comes over illegally is bad, but you, the ones that continually commit crimes like that are never going to change. Offend. <laughs> yeah. Are never going to change. So mm -mm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Nick, I hate this president so much. <clears throat> why are you going to, why are you going to go ahead and give him the title? Is he the president? He said resident. Look, <laughs> here's the deal. I know nobody wants to hear this. Regardless of Listen if we here, believe fat. he's in the, he <laughs> technically is the president of the United States. Stop the steal is great. We're still have not seen any progress. Oh, Nick's blackpilling again. Oh, we haven't. Where's Giuliani, Giuliani at? Who? Gone. Nobody's heard from him. All these people. Does he only have a law license in New York, or does he have it in multiple states? He has it in multiple states. He, yeah, he's, ta he's talking get, about America's mayor right now. I just get so excited with oh. all this stuff <laughs> and all these rallies and everything. And guess what? Today he's president. Tomorrow he's president. The day after that he's going to be president. It's just until we see well, what some what headway. Day, what about the day after that? What about August, like, like Mike Lindell says? Mm. He dies. Do <laughs> you want some Mike Lindell audio? I got some. I don't. I don't you like sure? If he no. dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. I would say that what is hard for us being awake right. and like knowing what's going on and it's hard, but your average person who goes to work, does whatever with their time, doesn't has, has no idea. But I will say that, like, the border crisis has woken up more people on both sides than Trump could have done in eight, another four years. Oh, I agree. I agree. Sometimes people just have to see it, like the things that have gone on with the presidential election. And like, my aunt is a English is a second language teacher, and she was so pissed about the border crisis. Right. And, and things that, that have she gone. retired because she does not giving a free education to a bunch of illegals. And I was like... You do your thing, Karen. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Donald Her Trump... Her name's really Karen. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> D does she have the pixie haircut? I don't hate okay. it. Yeah. No, not the pixie haircut. Just a, you know, a little shorter in the back. Just wants oh. to speak to the manager. Of everything. Of DHS. 
of DHL. Uh, especially the to the manager of DHL. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably giving out free visas to somebody. We definitely know he's giving them to all the illegals that are crossing right now. So, but, I'm going to put her in charge of ICE. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> Me either. I can tell you one thing. At the end of the day, even though we had a uh, holiday weekend where there wasn't too much actual news to report, we were still able to, number one, find it. And number two, provide great commentary on it. Great. Nick, great? Very great. Make commentary great again. Thanks. Well, before we get into it, ladies, Lindsay, Anna, Lindsay first, why don't you tell all our listeners where they can find you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram at witsup717. And yeah. And I'm also on Telegram under that name, but I don't use it. It's a backup, backup, Instagram's backup, my backup. main. <laughs> yeah. Anna Eva Patriot, tell us where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram at, at Anna Eva Patriot and also on Gab at Anna Eva. I like it. You know where you can find the Steak for Breakfast podcast? You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcast. Um, subscribe, rate, review. Nick, you check our reviews this week? Yeah, I was... <clears throat> yeah, here we go. <laughs> no, we actually had good ones. Oh, okay. But I got an email from... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know who this guy is. But um, gave us a synopsis of where we're rated. Apparently in Jamaica, we're huge. Oh, right I now. like it. They got butcher knife gangs there. In position 59 in the category of comedy interviews in Jamaica. <laughs> position 94 in comedy interviews in Australia. Position 130 in comedy interviews in the United States. And in the Netherlands, we're 239. I don't hate it. Make sure you guys uh, hit the notification bell on our current Instagram, which is Steak for Podcast Breakfast. Um, our website is steakforbreakfastpodcast.com and we're on Twitter at DOS23TRES. Download our shows, listen, like, follow, and share. Um, we do have some friends of the week we want to talk about, and there's a lot of them. Katie Hardy of the Jenna Hogg campaign down in Florida. Thank you for setting us up with Anthony Sabatini. And Tanya Hernandi, who works directly with Clay Clark. Won't get into it too much, but thank you as well. Uh, Reverse Mockingbird, Destroy Fear 22, The Daily Breb, The Wonder Woman Account, uh, The Real Norbin Laden, James from We The People Radio, obviously Anna Eva and Lindsay, uh, Marissa Hansen, Tom Pappard, The National File, um, and Garbaggio. We all like that account, don't we? Oh, yeah. We've got some upcoming shows, ladies and gentlemen, and they are huge. <laughs> We're going to be circling back with Wonder Woman next week. Nice. On the 20th of July, we're going to have the Breb. First time podcasting ever. It's going to be a big one. On the 27th of July, we'll have Ross the Boss. I like that guy. And the following week, we'll have Jordan Sarmo. Uh, he's got a really good podcast going on, and uh, I encourage you all to go listen to it. Yeah. Let's not forget any of our sponsors. Stay Ready Gear Holsters. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook and they're at stayreadygear.com. Odyssey for some of the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear at odyssey.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we've got Mark Joe Friday over over at dumpbox.us. Uh, home of the Zero Fucks Duck, Mediocre Medic and MediocreMedic.com. And our friend Mike 
over at Stay Ready Gear. He's at 619-870-6992. He's also on Facebook. Um, Friends of the Week. Didn't you just do that? No, yeah. we, we did show creds. Oh. So there's things that actually go into this show, and then there's people who help promote us on social media. They're two totally different things, and that's why I separate them. You don't think all those audio clips just come out of thin air, do you? Mm. And I'd like to thank all of our show credit accounts for not getting nuked this week. Right? Kalila 3. Do we get our account back yet? Axia 6.0. Sure haven't. Mm. Uh, Real Brenda Memes. Nicole Crane, who actually provided us over the weekend with that Instagram video that we shared in our stories, which was like a uh, documentative reel of the Arizona 100-mile car Trump rally, which we've talked about on the show several times. I knew one of our followers had uh, shared it once. She heard the show and us talking about it and said, hey, would you like it? So I was able to share it again this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Lala Beams, Jasmine from Russian Disinformation, and on Patriot 17, Kathy Needles, Six Emperor, Troll Assassin Avenger, we've got, of course, Dan Scavino, mm. Sheep No More. Yeah. I think that's it. Ladies, is that it? Just kidding. I think so. Baby, so. Baby Cakes 2.0? Oh, yeah. Nick still giggles like a little schoolgirl. I love it. Um, I would like to thank our guests for coming down this week. Lindsay, what's up, 717, and Anna Eva Patriot, which is her handle as well. Um, thanks for coming down and spending some time with us and lending some commentary on the news of the week. Thank you so much for having me. And we welcome you guys back anytime. But until next week, oh, there's a couple things we have to do. Where's, where's my list of things? It's here somewhere. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do your own research. Yeah. Apparently, that's a big one out there. So remember, we report the news that's actually happened and give political commentary on it and then encourage you to do your own research. Hold the line. Write it. By the dip. Make sure you do. Get the fuck in here. Let's see what happens. And where we go one, we go all. On behalf of myself, Roan, and my co-host, Nick, and Noah, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week with episode number 48. But until then, take care and thanks for listening.